This program is brought to you by the partners of A Root Awakening International. Help others find truth. Support A Root Awakening International today. Is it possible to use the Word of God to teach every subject in school? Even most homeschool curriculum programs say no. Well, Craig and Ann Elliott explain why they decided to take a leap of faith and develop their own way to teach school using the Bible as the master textbook. Because it's the end of the sixth day, the sun is set, and this is Shabbat Night Live. What a week. Shabbat Shalom, Torah fans. Welcome to Shabbat Night Live with Michael Rood. Some people question why God is no longer in school. The answer may be because we don't use God's word as the foundation for our schooling. But we try to use schooling to prove God's word instead, if at all. So a very intriguing episode tonight, the second of four episodes of How to Teach the Torah with Craig and Ann Elliott. We'll get into that after we get into the astronomically and agriculturally corrected biblical Hebrew calendar. There it is right there, the third Shabbat of the third month. Now, let's say hello to my co-hosts, David Robinson and Keith Johnson. Hey, 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 Welcome, guys. Good to be here. <laughs> I have a secret, I don't think you guys knew this. Mm. Did you know I, I am, I'm, I'm actually a broker in North Carolina, a real estate broker? Really? <laughs> I didn't know that. I don't, I don't do it, I don't do it, but I've switched over and I've been using Israel as a place for people to know about real estate. Can I read a verse? Yeah, I love okay. it. I want to use the Bible, okay? You're confusing me, real estate, We're the Bible. Is, no, this is amazing. We're talking about the redemption, when the redemption okay. comes. I love this verse. It says, thus says Yehovah, there shall be a boundary for which you shall divide the land for an inheritance among the 12 tribes of Israel, Joseph, da, 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 and you shall divide it for an inheritance, each one equally with the other, and I swore to give you, and it goes on to say, this shall be the boundary, and it says that you shall also say to the alien, pick where you want to live. Hmm. In other words, if you're not a part of one of the tribes, right. and you're a foreigner or an alien, you actually get to pick your real estate. Is wow. that not cool? Wow. So guess what? So, so we've been over in Israel, okay? okay? I'm talking about the time of the redemption, where Messiah is reigning. When you're in Israel, there will be boundaries, right? Mm -hmm. But if, you're not a, if you don't know which tribe, like I shook the family tree, no Jews fell out. No, I'm telling you. <laughs> but wow. that's what I found out in Isaiah, that I get a better place by connecting with Yehovah, mm. right? But the great thing about Ezekiel chapter 47, it says that when it's time to pick where you're gonna live, you get to decide which tribe you wanna be a part of. And you're coming this fall, Yes. You and Jody yep. to pick where you want to live. Oh wow! Yeah, that, that's, <laughs> You're gonna move to Israel. I take my real estate broker with me. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, I love yeah. that. No, but it's exciting to hear about the, what's happening this month. Teaching children. I love so much this ministry that that people bring their children to watch SNL. And so what we're doing is we're bringing some of the Israel there, and we're also offering some teachings on the free Michael Rood app for people. Mm, right. So they can kind of experience Israel. If we get a good enough response, we'll just open the whole buffet of what we call taking the Bible beyond borders. Mm. 
mm. so that people can learn what's there based on the book. And that okay. is what we're So that'll be coming up this fall? Oh, no, that's right now. But I mean, the Bible well, will be well, maybe it depends on, okay. you know, depends yeah. on how often we get enough kids that say, yeah, we want more. Okay, okay, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Okay, so now we have, uh, you have a photo of some kids. Yeah, 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 actually so. there's a picture uh, right now, number three, there it is. These kids are actually at the Church of the Holy Sepulchre. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. Tradition versus truth. And it's an amazing, yeah, right? amazing situation. We're actually gonna do a little teaching where we bring people to the garden tomb and we take them to the Church of Holy Sepulchre and where Helena kind of decided according to tradition versus what the book says about truth. Mm. Pretty amazing. Love having kids there this fall we're going. Yep. There's still a little time. If anyone's interested, you're gonna be coming. So. Yep. Now, speaking of going, so you had gone recently and you uh, were with uh, Aaron Lipkin. Yes. And uh, to, you want to take us on a little trip there after we're done this, before we do the teaching tonight. Yeah. Uh, there's a video coming up. And yeah. what's on that video? Uh, that's actually on the Sea of Galilee. Ooh. Actually on the oh, Sea of wow. Galilee. Okay. Yeah. So we get a chance to dance. And it's, it's, I just had so much fun. I just thought to myself, how can we bring that within the context here? More of that within the context of what SNL does, what Michael has done. It's changed my life through Israel. I think a lot of people's mm. lives have yes, been changed absolutely. as a result of Israel. And uh, I just want to bring more of that uh, to people. There's some people that will never go. Yep. They'll never get on a train, plane, or automobile, but they can experience it because you've got an amazing production team that will help us bring that high quality 4K, whatever you call it, production technology challenge yeah. Yeah. to people so they can experience it. Ah, so bring Israel to them. Yep, so, absolutely. Okay, very good. Yes. Now, all three of us have had kids. Uh, my kids were homeschooled. Did you guys homeschool your kids? Uh, Private school, Christian private school. Okay, school. all right. And actually, I always had the dream to do it and wasn't able to do it, but I always took each of my kids, even during school, on trips. I took my one son, my oldest one, on the steps of Paul to Turkey, Greece, and all of that. Oh, wow. oh cool. High school, my other kids. I love bringing kids. I think experiencing See, beyond borders yeah. is really important. See, that's what kids need because even, you know, this is something that Elliot's told us during this this series. I think they're even mentioning it tonight during the, during the teaching, is that even Christian homeschool programs are using evolution mm -hmm. or little pieces of it. And it's kind of like, wait, what? Yeah, so Some people are Christian are, schools. Yeah. Right, and that's the whole reason they developed this, this new Torah, uh, you know, home, Torah-based homeschool curriculum for, for Christian folks, mm -hmm. because they saw this and they're going, this is not right. right. And so they, they basically put their own stuff together. They have seven kids, they know what they're doing. Mm. So they've, they've put this together and they're gonna talk about it tonight. But yeah, that's the whole problem, you know, we're, we're using Science to prove God instead of God to prove science. science. <laughs> and, and you know, we, we talked about this before the cameras came on about this whole AI thing that's the hot topic these days. Mm -hmm. And like, art, that's just it. Artificial intelligence. Right. And by leaning more towards, you know, machine rather than man, we get into this dangerous territory. Well, that's don't the we? beautiful thing about this ministry. I mean, you kind of hitting on that, bringing Israel here, yeah. is this ministry really is able to use the Bible to prove science. Yeah. And that's the one thing I love about, you know, this movement and this ministry is we're able, we're actually taking the Bible and go, this is why this happened. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and we're, you know, most churches now are turning, like you said, they're using science to prove parts of the Bible. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I say, you guys, I think for me, this really, and again, I have to say, I was inspired um, this last Passover. You know what we did at my Passover table? Mm. We made it all about children. The wow. adults' job was to teach the children. Mm. And to be honest with you, when I'm in Israel, the group I love the most to deal with are the kids, or at least those who have childlike faith. Like you have a childlike faith, you and Jody are like, Keith, there's a lot going on, are you sure we should go? But I can trust, trust me on this. 
The safest place to be is in the center of God's will, and if it's his will, that's the safest place to be. Ah. Why not go to the, can I tell you a secret? Yes. Did you know there's nothing in this Bible that actually happened in the United States of America? (laughs) (laughs) Did you know that? Right, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But the point is we can actually go and experience it. So for those who can't make that trip, Mm-hmm. Let's bring it to them. You know, and again, best production group in the United States will help people experience it. So I do a little taste, little appetizers at the end of this little section and then the free app, we do a little appetizer. But if people like this, you and I and maybe some other folks, hint, hint, yeah. get together and we can, we can really bring the whole buffet. Mm-hmm. Well, and I love what you did about uh, teaching uh, kids yeah. Passover. So I wonder if you could do that for us next year. Maybe we do a one hundred percent. That's a deal for kids. Like the whole thing being passed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, maybe next. Bring the kids up here. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Can I tell you what we did? Like next week for the. Can we? Can I tell you guys? I mean, it was it was phenomenal. We should do that for Passover. Really. Yeah, I, I think that would be neat. Okay, well, let's think about it. And you yeah. think about it too, okay? So you tell us if you like this idea. <laughs> yeah. All right, is it possible to use the, uh, the word of God to teach every subject in school? Well, yes, it is. Craig and Ann Elliott explain why they decided to, t- to take a leap of faith and develop their own way to teach school using the Bible as their master textbook. So go get your bread and wine, and we will see you back here for The Kiddush with Michael in three minutes. On the Sea of Galilee, we have been having a blast. We've only been here about a day and a half and we've already seen more than you could ever imagine on the BFA tour. This happens to be the Bible Beyond Borders tour, but we're taking a break on the Sea of Galilee to have some fun. Come on, come on with us. Whether you've been married for 30 years or 30 days, you know that marriage takes a lot of work. And that means having a firm foundation based on the Torah. When we're dealing with a lot of broken homes, a lot of broken marriages in our day and age, this is something that far too often is taken for granted. The family is the mother and the father that are one. And if they're not one, that child is in a broken home. Foundations for a healthy marriage with homeschool curriculum authors, Craig and Ann Elliott explores how lifelong love begins with teaching preschoolers about godly relationships and how bringing adults back to the basics of the Torah can help repair a marriage that has gone the way of the world. This teaching is our gift to thank you for supporting A Rude Awakening International. When you donate $50 to this ministry in June, we'll send you Foundations for a Healthy Marriage with Craig and Ann Elliott on DVD or Blu-ray. Donate $100 and we'll send you Foundations for a Healthy Marriage plus the Ten Commandments etched on olive wood from Israel, English on one side and Hebrew on the other. Donate $300 and we'll send you the teaching, the Ten Commandments on olive wood, plus a solid pewter kiddush cup featuring a scene of Jerusalem and the blessing over the wine in Hebrew. Borei Pri Hagafen. These gifts are a limited time offer from Michael Rood to thank you for your support. Make your donation today and receive the $50 gift, the $100 gift, or the $300 gift. Get these exclusive thank you gifts 
when you make a donation to support A Root Awakening International in June. Call 888-766-3610 or get your gifts online with a donation at monthlylovegift.com. On the morning that the Passover lambs were selected, there were two loaves that were put on the wall of the temple. When the first one was removed, after that, no more leavened bread was eaten. When the second loaf was removed, then all of the leavened bread in the land of Israel was then burned because the Feast of Unleavened Bread was going to commence at sunset that evening. The night before, Yeshua took Artos, he took leavened bread, and he blessed the Most High in the presence of his disciples, and he interpreted the Kadosh Mikra, the holy rehearsal that Melchizedek put in place with Abraham. Yeshua said the prayer of the Melech Zadik, Baruch Atah Yehovah Eloheinu Melech HaAlam, Hamotzi Lechemim Haaretz. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, Yehovah, our God, King of the universe, who brings forth bread from the earth. And he said, this represents my body, which is now broken for you. As often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me. Then Yeshua took the cup and he said, Baruch Atah, Yehovah, Eloheinu Melech HaOlam, Borei Pri Blessed are you, Yehovah, our God, the King of the universe, creator of the fruit of the vine. And then he said, you take my cup, divide it among yourselves. I will not drink a sip of the fruit of the vine till I drink it with you in my Father's kingdom. So as often as we do this now, we rehearse not only his death, but we rehearse that we will be at the marriage supper of the lamb and at the marriage supper of the lamb, he will take his cup and say, Lahaim to life everlasting. And until then, Shabbat Shalom. How did the Monty Pythons put it? Spam, spam, spam. Did you know there was a spam museum in southern Minnesota? I didn't either until we invited our guests today, Craig and Ann Elliott. Welcome back to Shabbat Live. Thank you. <laughs> in all your travels, you've been to many different states and you even went to France for a while, we found out last week, and, mm-hmm. and all this building up to creating a Torah observant homeschool curriculum. Mm-hmm. But let's talk about southern Minnesota for a minute. And spam, there is a spam museum, you guys told me that. Yes. And this is also where you had your last Ham sandwiches or whatever? Well, not quite. But yeah, <laughs> whatever it was. It was not quite day. that much. But Do tell. <laughs> so we uh, were looking at, uh, God had been redirecting our lives. So we were at, I was at the high school. I was the counselor and all that stuff. And God was teaching us Torah and things like this. And we had an opportunity. I felt God was leading me into you know, full-time ministry to be paid to be a pastor kind of a thing. <laughs> and so we had been looking around. And a, a church called us to come and candidate for that and Southern Minnesota. And so we're like, okay. So we go, we travel up there and we are uh, staying with them on a, like a Friday through the whole weekend and speaking on Sunday and we'll be heading back Sunday night to go back to where we live. 
So we get up there, and um, a lot of, we meet some people, and then on Saturday, um, they're like, we want to show you around. And in all of this, we, we were feeling like we looked at their doctrinal statement, things like that, and we're like, okay, I think that while we were towards the room, we can also pastor this Sunday keeping church. So and can you ha- imagine how guilty we're feeling yeah, with this and, exact and, and so so we're 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 doing this and we were saying, okay, God, you know, we went, we actually had a heart for the group of the, the association that we grew up in, I really did. I'm like, they need to see Torah too. And, and that was really a, a, a thing for us. So we get up there and they're like, didn't have a clue what they were going to do. And they're like, yeah, we're going to take you out to the Spam Museum. Can I say one more thing about this day? <laughs> not yet, not yet. Oh, not you're yet. not going to say what day it is? Yeah, hold on. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I won't tell a story. So, <laughs> getting good. Okay. So this is all part of the story. Let me, let me. Uh, so we're, uh, we're going through it and they said, okay, tomorrow we're going to take you to the Spam Museum. This is Saturday, so it's Shabbat. And they take us to the <laughs> Spam better. Museum. And we get in the door, and you're like, you have no idea what this is going to be like. You know, what's going on here? We get in the door, we come around the corner, and this lady comes up with a tray and says, Which, would you like to try some Spam? We've got four different flavors here. And the guy, this, this older gentleman is one of the deacons, is leading us around, is like looking at me like, yeah, like doing this kind of thing, like yeah, yeah, you're if gonna I do remember, this, right? You're gonna do it. He grabbed the toothpick and gave it to you. <laughs> Maybe you did, even that. And I'm like, <laughs> he ate it. Oh, he like ate that, it. You know, he ate I, it. I ate it. Because you're thinking, my brain is thinking, okay, we're we're here to, you know, we want to have a part. We want to minister and stuff. And I did it, and you know. T- I felt terrible the rest of the time, so we went through the whole museum, and they tell you about World War II and where Spam came from, blah, blah, blah. So then we, we do the whole weekend, and we're driving home the, on Sunday after we had uh, taught and everything that week, that day, and we're driving home, and she looks at me and goes, do you know what yesterday was? I'm like, no, what was it? That was Day of Atonement. <laughs> We were new. We were, we very were new. still on this whole thing. We were thing, very new. And, <laughs> and we, we didn't know anyone else who did Torah. Yeah. And, so and, this oh was like our, this is, you know, again, we're infancy, so we're learning, but we're infants at the same time. Boy, and, were we guilty. And we, that was the last time that we knowingly like ate something. There have been times Accident. where things that you learn, you know, Whoa. marshmallows was our Where's next one, yeah. you know, and the person we were trying to share about Torah with was the one who told us, you guys eat marshmallows? And we're like, what's wrong with that? Don't you know those have gelled? Oh, it is. Ah. So, so, it maybe brings up the point that while we do need the Bible to read it and to know it at all times, we might need teachers. We might need someone to come along and direct us a little bit and say, and some, probably shouldn't do that. And that God has a sense of humor. Yes, yeah. he does. <laughs> Oh boy, does he. Yeah. In our lives, he has a big sense of humor. He oh, really does. Yes. You know, when, when he first came and told me that he felt that God was calling him to be a pastor of a Baptist church, after we had been trying to keep the feast, we'd kept Passover, I mean, to the and best we were, of our ability. We're working on and, Shabbat and trying yep, to get, not Sukkot. working on Shabbat. We're doing Shabbat and yeah. trying not to work. Right, right. <laughs> and and try, we had thrown out the pork. We had a whole pig in our freezer when we first came to this, and we'd thrown it out. And and when That's he came to him, yeah, him. but he came to me and said, you know, I think God wants me to be a pastor. And all these years, I was so happy to be married to someone in ministry until the day he said, I want to be a Baptist pastor when mm. we were trying to keep Torah. And I cried. I went with my friend to a park or we walked around the lake and I just, oh, what, what is God doing? And she says, just just calm down. 
you know, he, he's got a plan. He's working yeah. it out. Oh. He's got a plan. He does have a, a plan. He and does. You, and that's the whole thing we were talking about last week too, right? God has a plan. Like he moved you all over the place and mm -hmm. put you in three different jobs mm -hmm. that you would need to do your next job, mm -hmm. yeah. right? Mm -hmm. And I think if everyone th sits back and, and looks at their own lives, Mine too. I mean, as you're telling the story, I'm thinking of things that I've gone through. Oh yeah, well he did this and he did yeah. that and he did that, and it's all a big progression. Yeah. To lead you where you know it's not like we're we're supposed to get somewhere after college and that's our destination and yeah. we shall never move for the next forty years or you know it, that's not the way it works. Yeah. I think our lives growing up definitely prepared us for the fact that we are. On, so, so to speak, on a journey. I, I sometimes don't like it. I think it's overused, but that we are on a, a journey. Versus a destination, for sure, yeah. it's a journey, yes. yeah. And God uses mm -hmm. different circumstances along the way to direct us and to, and to challenge us if we are willing to follow through mm -hmm. with those things. Mm -hmm. um, and that was the case here, too. Each of these was a thing that, to challenge. You know, and, and doing that challenged us to our next level of what do we need to do? How are we gonna make these things something that is valuable in our lives and not just another thing? Right. So mm -hmm. um, no longer are we just gonna do Shabbat and, and, and play around with it. It's something that's gonna become valuable in our lives. No longer, mm -hmm. we, we're gonna keep it, we're gonna protect mm -hmm. it. And the Days of Atonement, we're gonna keep it protect, we're not gonna do this again. <laughs> we're gonna know when it is and we're gonna mm -hmm. follow gonna it and do what's right on it and mm -hmm. things like that. Now prior to this, uh, I wanna go back to something we, we were gonna talk about last week and we, we just didn't get around yeah. to it. And this was before the Spam Museum and all that. Yes. But it was Wait. when you, you first started God was giving you little hints as to what he wanted you to do. And this was at a, a parenting class you were, yeah. mm -hmm. you were uh, teaching. No, or we were just were attending. Okay. We were we were ignorant. <laughs> so, so going back to the she had talked about last week how um, God had we she'd gone through and learned all this stuff about parenting and we had had our first child and, and it, nothing worked and nine weeks into our first child's life and he's screaming constantly and we're distraught and everything like that and God directed through the early confines of the uh, internet, you know, back before all the stuff we had today, and to bring her into contact with an individual who shared some things, some tips that worked in our kids' lives. Mm -hmm. And that challenged us to open up, and we found that this individual had some parenting stuff, and so we chose to go to it. And those, in those parenting classes, they used all the scripture from the, from the Tanakh, the Old Testament, and, and the Torah. Mm -hmm. And um, mm -hmm. and so we began implementing those things, and 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 we're excited about using the scriptures to raise our children and to mm -hmm. look to the scriptures for how we are to parent. <laughs> and it works. That? It works. But the <laughs> other thing that was really fascinating, going way back in time again, when before we were going to go to France as missionaries, um, my husband was able to work with some some youth. Um, this was actually soccer and not American football, uh, but we would go and, and help them out and then they would have devotional times at like their break. And I don't know the sports talk, but anyway, they would, they would um, sit down and use this curriculum that was called Firm Foundations and it was developed in Papua New Guinea. And do you want to tell the Papua New Guinea story? Or, sure, yeah. I do that. So uh, the, these missionaries went over to Papua New Guinea and they were like, okay, we're, this is, we, we've been taught how to evangelize and stuff and we do this all over the United States and other countries and things. So they went to Papua New Guinea and Papua New Guinea, if you don't know anything about Papua New Guinea, they don't, it was the isolated tribes. They went to a tribe that knew nothing about uh, Americanization or Western world or any of that stuff. They were 
very isolated. And so the mm-hmm. first thing they had to do was kind of learn the language to be able to speak to him and stuff like that. Well, then they started witnessing to him, telling him about Yeshua and, and you know who he was and stuff. And these people just totally didn't get they it. They didn't understand. They had no, had no idea what they were talking about. And so they did this for several months and had zero interest from these people. So they went back to the United States and were like, what's going on? And they, they looked over their, their ideas and how they had done this stuff. And they realized you cannot teach Yeshua in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. You cannot teach uh, about who Yeshua is with to people who have no idea of all the concepts that go all the way back to Genesis 1 in order to, un- to understand who he is. Mm-hmm. And so they totally went back and they, re- they threw everything out that they had ever learned and started from scratch. And they said, we're going to go back to Genesis 1 and we're going to start there. And so they went back to the mission field mm-hmm. and they began in Genesis 1 and they would they started talking about Genesis 1 and creation. And they went into Genesis 2 and Genesis 3 and the fall of man and, 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 and who Satan, the adversary is, and all these things. And they went through the scriptures week by week and they're developing the story uh, of the old, and they went through the Old Testament and taught them all the about tabernacle. the tabernacle, the Torah, mm-hmm. the Moses, mm-hmm. children of Israel. All they didn't know what a lamb was. They didn't have a lamb in their culture. So oh, how do you okay. understand what they the Passover lamb is? So, you know, mm-hmm. some were saying, like, well, you, you could do a pig or something. And I think they tried it. They still just didn't get it because they <laughs> had Picture's pigs not there. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so they actually went and brought with them a uh-huh. stuffed little lamb mm-hmm. and pictures so they could explain what a lamb was and how a lamb worked and how it acted so that they could get the imagery of the lamb mm-hmm. in the scriptures. So they go through all of this and they get up to the life of Yeshua and they go through his life. And then they start, They go to the whole last scene with him and his death burial and burial and they on the cross and they, they have him they have him dying on the cross and they have him in the grave and they stop. Well, it's because every week when the people would come, I mean, these are village people and they would sit on these benches in a big circle, hundreds of them, we've seen it on video, and, and they would just sit there and watch. But of course, they go back to their homes and they, they would keep it tight to the time limit and teach them. And they just left them hanging, those poor people, their <laughs> Messiah, who they understood. And, stop. and then when they got to this point, he's dead. Stop. He's dead. And the people just sob in yeah. the video. In the video, oh, they understood. And they thought, they're like, but I thought he was going to be the, the, the one who's going to help us yes. and the one who's going to take our sins away and all this stuff. And now he's dead. What is going on? And they, and they went home. And they didn't tell. And they went home. And, <laughs> and next week came back around. They brought it all back out. And they told the final story of his resurrection. And the, the people then turned it's, from tears of sadness to tears <laughs> of joy. And they're excited. And they're uh-huh. singing. And they're dancing. It's amazing. And, wow. and they, they, the, almost all the whole tribe places their faith in Yeshua from the chief on down. And, and, and that hit us because they, they, they began to, t- they, what they came back and they put all this into a new book. And the book was titled was Firm Foundations. Mm. And the concept of what they said is in order to understand scripture or understand the message of the gospel, the word of God and who Yeshua is and what he's done for us and what God desires of a relationship with his people, you have to have this foundation. And if you don't have the foundation, you're not gonna understand these truths later on. Mm -hmm. You can't start in the book of John Mm -hmm. and understand who God is and what his relationship with his people. Yeah. Mm. So that really, really, really stuck with us. And when we were then, as we talked last week, we were on the Navajo reservation. I was home with my children every day. And 
I wanted to teach my kids the firm foundations. Does that make sense? Yeah. I wanted my children to not just skip around and learn like a story about how to love someone, how to share, how to be kind, but what does the Bible say from beginning to end? And so we started, that was when we first started to make our first curriculum. And of course, we didn't know anything about Torah. So you can see that what the Father was actually doing was preparing us, you know, <laughs> giving us a firm foundation that we didn't have. Yeah. And so we, at that point in time, when she started to write the beginnings of her the Bible curriculum. Mm -hmm. We called it having the Bible as your primary textbook. Mm -hmm. mm. Mm -hmm. And so, <clears throat> what? And a lot of a lot of curriculum companies, homeschool companies, say we we believe in the Bible and we believe in using the Bible to share true biblical truths and stuff like that. But it's it's like here's the Bible, and then here's everything else in school. Mm -hmm. And we're like. Is that really how it's, can, is that how it's supposed to be? Is that how it is? And, or is there a way that we can use the word of God to literally teach every subject in the, out there? So instead of that, what you saw was people saying, here's our curriculum. Oh, and the Bible proves this and the Bible proves that. Mm -mm. But here's our curriculum. Yeah. Right? It's, it's more about the curriculum than. We just want them to read it for yeah. themselves. And then let's talk about what it says and let's even dive in and find out what the Hebrew is and, and what does mm. it actually say? And, and then let the father use that to, to teach our children. Because isn't mm. doesn't he know? He's the creator, the, the Ruach comes and dwells within right. us and he has to have that, that seed in the soil in right. order to so make he, a good plant. The Bible shows you the science, the chemistry, mm -hmm. the math, all that. Absolutely, yes. and absolutely so, it does. So from there and from mm -hmm. this idea, we came out that the Bible needs to be the foundation of all the rest of the curriculum. And mm -hmm. out of the scripture comes math, out of the scripture comes science, out of the mm -hmm. scripture comes history. Mm -hmm. So from a history background of myself in teaching history, you start, where do you start out in the public school? You start out with telling us that man came from apes. Mm -hmm. That's where they start out. Well, is that in the Bible? <laughs> but the majority of your cur curriculums, including Christian ones, will start out with that same thing. Mm -hmm. And is that what you want to teach your kid is the foundation of the Word of so God? Really, even, even like Christian curriculum will, yes. will support. A lot of them are more and more mm -hmm. becoming that really? way too. So you, you're, you're, you're having this dichotomy now where you're trying to homeschool parents, trying to teach your kids the Word of God, and yet it's intermixed with, with the world. Mm -hmm. and, and what we, we desire to say is that... Um, we don't want the world to teach us uh, uh, about the Bible. We want the Bible to teach us about the world. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, That's good. For instance, you might learn about classical Greek or, or Greek history, and, and you're going to learn all the myths and the legends. We're not saying don't learn those. We're saying let's learn what the Bible says about them. Let's name them what they are as the Bible names them. And let's find out. I mean, there's actually fascinating history, fascinating science. We're not saying don't teach it. We're saying let's. what does the Bible say about those things? Let's not make up our own rules, our own truth. Um, there's only only one truth, and that's his truth. Well, of course, we don't necessarily know what unless we've studied it. Obviously, we've made right. lots of mistakes. But we, when we, when we go to the actual teacher and we get the definition of truth, what is right, what is wrong, then when we look out at our culture and all of the things that it came from, then we can analyze it and say, and discern, isn't that what the Bible says? Is we're to discern the difference between the, the clean and the unclean. <laughs> you know, we don't know how to do that if we just grow up in church. We do, right. We're not taught those things. Mm. And, and, and we don't know how to even see it when we read our Bibles, um, and, unless, unless we're looking at it from the perspective of this is true and everything else that we've done in our life 
it might not be so true. There has to be a plumb line <laughs> yes. somewhere. Yes, right? yes. absolutely. So to kind of intertwine all this again, back together. So we're in Southern Minnesota, I'm pastoring, and as I'm pastoring, this is where God is usually using this time, because she was the first, I don't know if we really said this, but she was the first to see Torah and really began to study it. And she had time to do that when I we were time, back in, right. in, in Iowa and stuff while I'm teaching and coaching. And God used that time when I was, took this pastor to this Baptist church to give me the opportunity to sit down there and really study and, and, uh, and to make it personal and, and implement mm-hmm. in my own lives. So when we got towards the end. Well, you got, you're getting ahead. Am I getting I got sick when we first moved to Minnesota. Very, very sick. I was, and then I was pregnant and I was on bed rest. And the, the parsonage was here and that we lived in and the church was over here. You could see them. And so we asked the, the deacons, can I just go home and take my office home? I can see if someone come, pulls up in the parking lot and run over oh, there. That's good. And, and it was a block away. Yeah, it so was very close. You could see it. And, and so what the father did is he brought dad home and we could study the Bible together as a family, read it together and become convinced together. It wasn't me going, you should do this. You know, it was us mm-hmm. reading it and learning together. Yeah. And, and that made a huge difference in our lives. And I know the father said, I think I'll just put her on bed rest for a little while. It'll, it'll be the best thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so I'm implementing and, and putting this stuff into my life and I began to, so you're starting out as a Baptist because I was still kind of very you know Baptist in the way I thought and stuff, and I don't think a lot of those things. Our background doesn't necessarily always disappear; it's still a part of us. And but I went from that Baptist to begin to understand Torah, to see Torah, and and become more Torah keeping than Baptist per se. And um, in the process of that, I began to see the scriptures in a different light. You know, instead of, and I like to tell this to people, especially people who are new at Torah, or people, when if I'm talking to a Christian and trying to understand what I think and believe, I say as a, as a, as a Christian, I looked at the word of God from the New Testament and used it to try and define the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Now as a mm-hmm. Torah keeper, I look at the Torah and I use it to define the rest of the word of God. Because mm-hmm. that's the way that God showed it to us. Mm-hmm. So. Um, that was kind of, I had to kind of rework everything I was teaching to my, the congregation. And I began to do this. And the, one of the last year we were in this church, I was teaching through Psalm 19 on Wednesday nights. We were doing uh, Acts, the book of Acts on Sunday evenings. And in Sunday school, we were doing, going through minor prophets. So doing all of that, you're, you're, in, you're seeing the entirety of the scriptures and how they all work together and how this whole thing with Torah and the, uh, a Jewish Israel background of all the ones who were the authors is called coming together. And we had the story about uh, on a Wednesday night when we got through Psalm 19. Oh, and, and I'd say to my husband, please, please, can you just tone it down a little? You could tell people we're getting a little upset. And, and just, I know you're going to be talking about Psalms. We'd, we'd look at it. There's no Torah in there. Okay, well, good. I can relax tonight while he preaches. And yeah. he's so, doing Psalm 19. So hang on to that story. Okay. okay. Hang on to that story. <laughs> hang on to Psalm 19. All right. So we're going to come back with Craig and Ann Elliott, who are here, and they've developed a Torah observant homeschool curriculum. How about that? We're going to learn more about that in a second, but we got Craig's great story coming up, too. So thank you for bringing them here. It's through your donations that all this is possible. We're going to give you a couple more minutes to consider that. Thank you in advance. Welcome back to Shabbat Night Live. We've learned all kinds of interesting things here today. Like, for example, the Spam Museum is in southern Minnesota. And Michael Root is in the studio today, and he told us that the 
Sandpaper Museum, the 3M Museum, is in Two Harbors, northern Minnesota. Yeah. So there's all kinds of interesting things. Yes, if you ever is. want to go to Minnesota, you can there go. There you go. There you go, right? Beautiful state. Beautiful. <laughs> it is. Beautiful. Now, before <laughs> the break, we were getting to a story, speaking of stories, yep. that you had about Psalm 19. Oh. Uh, relay this to us. Yes. So we're at Wednesday night service. And we're doing like a Bible study format. Everybody's down there. And we're going through Psalm 19, of course, and talking about the Torah. The Torah is beautiful wow. and is- What could go wrong? Uh, yes, Nothing. wonderful, <laughs> what could go wrong? And I get to the part that it says, uh, the Torah is- the fear of fear, Yehovah. fear of Yehovah is clean. <laughs> and I said, so what does it mean to be clean? And so we're going around and people are raising their hand and yeah, mean, clean means that you, you honor God and over here you love God and, and you wanna do what's right. And, and very innocuous answers. Very, you know? uh, hitting the mark is kind of not yes. quite, it's kind of. Yeah. <laughs> but safe. But safe, very yeah. safe, yes. <laughs> so then my seven-year-old son raises his hand at the time and says, and I said, yes, sir, what do you think? Is not clean. Is not clean. Not, clean. not pork, you know? <laughs> and he yells this out, and, uh, and the whole room just goes dead silent. <laughs> and I go dead silent, because I'm like, okay, how's the, you know, the segue there? You're trying to think <laughs> on your feet for that one. And this is the place where spam is yes. the big deal, yes. where Hormel, the company that has spam, is has its, its head yeah, office. It's where it was started and founded. And not to mention the, the people there, almost all the people in our congregation were shareholders. In Hormel. I love it. So yes, and when I was, and actually, there was an older lady, uh, and uh, we were on Sunday nights. I said going through Acts, and I was talking about something with that that uh, about unclean animals and stuff in Acts chapter ten, mm -hmm. and and she she basically said to me, "So are you saying that eating pork is wrong?" Right out in the middle of my message and everything, and I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> And it took a, you know, it looks very natural now, but back at that, that point awful. in time with her and, and stuff, it was like, awful. yes, <laughs> <laughs> more was how it was. But all of that, God was working in, in that area too. Mm -hmm. And this was about six months before uh, I resigned from that congregation due to the fact that we were becoming, you know, I was preaching about Torah and the way that we should be living mm -hmm. and doing the Shabbat as, the, as, our, as the day that mm -hmm. we're supposed to come together, not mm -hmm. Sunday in these type of situations. So it didn't jive anymore. And, yep, and, and so that the, the barrier was, was growing and the gulf between what they were wanted to be taught about and what I was teaching was growing and they weren't interested in the spirit hadn't gotten hold of their lives yet to challenge them in this stuff. So, yes, yeah, six months later, we resign, and we're like, now what are you going to do, guy? Because we had no idea what was next in our lives. We had, I thought ministry and pastoring was going to be the rest of my life at this point in time. Four years later, that's not happening now. We lived in a parsonage? Yeah. Right. So now where are we going to live? Right. So yeah. Now you got, what, just a few weeks to get out. Yeah, sure. Yeah. We had, we had six weeks. They thankfully gave us six weeks to look for somewhere, but we literally had nowhere. I, I, I didn't have my my uh, certification anymore to go back into teaching. Not that I wanted to do that. Mm -mm. I, I was. We were truly at a crossroads of had no idea what God wanted us to do from that point on. But the father had been working and, and he had begun to do um, graphic design and, and 
I had been writing and and was writing more more devotional things for women and things like that. Now you'd have been a published author at this point, right? Yes. So yes. T- tell us just briefly about that. Well, in 2005, I published my first book, and it was um, carried by a denominational publisher, and um, they were wonderful. They were very helpful to to help us get a start in that, um, and I was able to speak at various things and to write. I had a blog by this point, but um, our beliefs had changed. It was us that mm-hmm. changed, not them. And in, in fairness to them, of course, they had to let us go. Sure. And, and yeah. so I wasn't a published author at this moment. <laughs> so, um, and, and so, yeah, we really had nothing to, no ideas. I mean, he applied for job after job after job up in the mm. Twin Cities and around, and we just kept making it further out in the middle of nowhere. And, and we had seven children at this time and trying to find wow. a place to live, that yep. to rent a place when you have seven children is, is a challenge. And and, um, and having said that, we said to our children, we know that we are supposed to be obedient and we're supposed to do what the word says. And that means that we rest on Sabbath and we means we, we do the feast. We're not going to eat pork and we're going to try to find a congregation of people that believe the same, which is hard. Yeah. And, um, and we're just going to trust the Father to provide. But we didn't have a clue. And, you know, at night when you're in bed and you talk to each other and you say, how are we going to pay the rent? I don't know. Right. <laughs> you know, at the breakfast table, kids, we're going to trust yeah. God. Telling God we're going to do. Not yeah, so much. Exactly. Not so. It yeah. was very, very challenging. And in fact, by July. Well, I was going to say. Mm. So we uh, thought that God was directing us up to the Twin Cities in, mm-hmm. in Minnesota, and to be like maybe try and start a congregation up there, and, and among other things, and. So we went. We we were looking at that as a main area. We thought, and we knew some people. We got to know some people. We were tour people there, and and so we we thought, you know, this would be a good mm-hmm. idea. And just weird, our family size was a major circumstance that caused us to not be able to be in the area. And we ended up moving over into Wisconsin, where we found housing for the finally. And um, <clears throat> I began looking for positions there, and I found a few that I just thought. I'm going to nail this. This is going to be where I'm, it, this fits me to a T, but I and <laughs> didn't even get an interview, things like this. And so we were coming around, and we had been there now for about six months, and no job, either of us, and we're... I think we had uh, earned, we had some we had made some money. Not uh, much. Six hundred dollars is what I recall that we yeah had we had ma- we had started making <laughs> we had some reserves and we were living off of that, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but. Um, we came to a point where we were two weeks from being evicted from this ho- our, ho- our house we were renting, mm. and we thought that we were going to have to just leave everything, get our kids into the car, and see where God was going to lead us to next, mm-hmm. kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. And when we had no idea again, mm-hmm. and uh, which is where it leads us back a little bit to where when we were in Minnesota, we uh, while pastoring, God had began to give us our challenge us into using some developing some new gifts and stuff like that and she had had a website for and a blog since 1999 back when there was html was what everything was and, <laughs> and had, message boards yes and had taught herself <laughs> html and this was back when she was uh doing the books and stuff and she said this will be a good thing to help people understand the book and understand about me and so she did that and then she would write a lot from there and um 
and that was by eventually became AnnElliott.com is where she writes and has a lot of blog posts and things there. And she did taught herself CSS, so CSS came along and, and HTML5 came along. She taught herself all those things. And in the process, she got to a point where uh, she needed graphics being done. And uh, this was still actually why I was teaching the last year and then all the way through uh, uh, I was pastoring. And I always say, I write the words, but he makes things pretty. Yeah. I'm not good at that. <laughs> so God, through another thing that we did, that a, 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 some friends of ours wanted a website, and so she coded it, but they needed graphics, and so they paid for me to get my first like Adobe software to be able to do that, and I self-taught myself all the beginning, beginnings of that. And then the last year I was pastoring, mm -hmm. we... Where kind of she was trying to develop some more of this stuff for the you know, for the Bible curriculum and stuff, and mm -hmm. I began to try and learn more and more. And in that last year, between uh, when I resigned and and this point where we're at in July of what year? 2013. 2013. Mm -hmm. God had been slowly training us with skills mm -hmm. to do what. Mm -hmm. was going to be the next step but in our life. We didn't know that. And I remember, so we, this home that we were renting was really beautiful. And it had a sunroom and it had, he had put all my bookshelves out there with my books. And when we had moved into that house, we had 40 banana boxes full of books. I love books. <laughs> and and I had binders that from that time, way back out in the Navajo reservation, when we had started to try to use the Bible as our primary textbook in our house, we had just started taking notes. Um, just things that we thought education should be. Just us being opinionated and on our own soapbox, you know, but not, not meant for anybody but my own children. And these binders were there. And I remember going through the books thinking we're going to have to leave everything behind. I just want to go look at everything one more time, you know. And I remember I picked up some binders and I went, he was on his, on his laptop out in the dining room table working. And I took the binders and I plunked them down and I said, honey, we should have a curriculum that just uses the Bible and, you know, teaches people from the Torah. And look, I think we've got every subject here. And he looked at me and he's like, there's no one that would buy such a thing, <laughs> you know. And, and then, in this one? oh, not yet. That was later. Okay. And then, and then, oh, and, and I said, well, honey, I think if we could, if we could just put a curriculum together, we could sell enough to, you know. I don't this know, is, pay a this couple is, bills. Again, this is two weeks before mm -hmm. we're going, like, literally we'd gotten a notice that says you have two weeks or mm -hmm. you have to leave. Mm -hmm. And um, and we were, I, I remember we had no idea. We we're just oh. trying to figure this whole thing out. And she <laughs> comes to me with this and says, yeah, hey, maybe we could get, 10 people to sign up I think up you for this. said, maybe there'd be 10 people. Uh, and and maybe so she was like, 10. well, that, that would pay for our groceries then, and mm -hmm. wherever we go, then that we, at least we'd have groceries or something. Because yeah, you had you know? a blog going, right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. She, had, she had a little yeah. bit of an audience and so, stuff like that. So we worked really, we worked cra like crazy and put just enough curriculum together to be able to launch it, you know, from the notes that we had and typed it up. And... Um, so we, the day it that was it like a launched, month, so our, I think it was, it was two our, weeks. And it was two a weeks. monthly membership site. Oh, I see what you're saying, yes. And, um, mm -hmm. and so we we're like, it's an online curriculum, and it, and here's how much it costs. And we yeah. had this launch party that she had done some marketing classes for. And had <laughs> Used it like a recipe. Have a Facebook launch party. So we did that. Oh, yeah. And that morning, we put a piece of paper up on the wall. And every kids. time someone would sign up, we'd put a tally mark because we wanted our kids to, our kids knew that. They, we, we, we told them what's going on because I don't want to, you know, 
your kids, we're grabbing everything and it's time yeah. to go. And they have like, what's, what's going on here, dad? We wanted them to kind of know what was going on sure. and yeah, stuff. That's good. So we put this paper up on the wall and she did. And, and, and she writes down how many people we need to sign up for our curriculum in order to pay our bills and uh, back bills and to be able mm -hmm. to come solve it again. Mm -hmm. And by lunchtime. There had been that many people that had joined that paid off every bill that wow. we had. And, and, and I just remember, you know, for our children's sake, to see the father move like that and to see him answer. And, but the best, the best part was I got an email from a lady who had been praying. Um, she had been looking at all of her curriculum and, and just so frustrated because she wanted to teach the Bible to her children. And she couldn't because, you know, Christmas would creep in here. Or let's, you know, we there's so much, much bad doctrine. This was doctrine, a Torah-observant woman. A Torah-observant woman, yes. And she was, she was crying and praying that morning. And she got the email, or maybe she saw it on Facebook. I don't know how she heard about us, but she sent us an email and said, I just heard about your curriculum, and I was literally just praying. And that's when we started to go, you know, maybe there's a bigger picture here. Maybe there's something mm. going on. It's not about us, and it's not about us paying the bills. There's maybe a need, you know, for the whole world to hear about the Torah so they can have that firm foundation for their children. Honestly, that was the moment it hit us, which is sad maybe to say, yeah. you know, we were very focused on what our needs were. But wow, now we started to realize there aren't just 10 people out there that, that do this weird thing we're doing. Yeah. There's a yeah. whole. But, but initially you were just, let's put some gas in the car yes. and just have some food for this week. Yes, mm -hmm. and, right? and so, yes. Mm -hmm. it, and I he mean, did that. We were, <laughs> you were like, we had the principles, we knew what we wanted to teach, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. now God had given us the skills that we didn't know that we needed. It was Literally, I, say, I said to her, the people that we meet today, if this had happened six months earlier, if we had been in the same position, we would not have been able to do this mm. because we did not have the skills. Mm. And, but God had given us, and, and, and this was the thing as we tried to start a graphic design business, web design development business is what we were trying to do. And so we were trying to teach ourselves, and he had given us a few clients just enough to like make a few you know bucks so to yeah. speak and but in the process of that we had to learn skills and we uh, and we actually made some contacts with some different people who taught us a few things that we didn't know and, and things like this also not not having any clue that where this was going to lead yeah. in the long run and yeah. and through all this it all worked together there's to a heavenly point. father who is like a chessboard and our our lives are all laid out and he's like you know, you need to have this problem happen today because I've got people out there, you know, that he cares about. Yep. So, so Yehovah is the master who's up in heaven. He's putting the pieces together, and and he's he's got all the, the stuff going on for the journey, and and, and he's bringing him. the the uh, on ramps of things to going into our lives that was around the journey at the right times mm -hmm. to give us the things that we need. And at the point, we may not understand that, but as we look back, we can see the journey and the points that mm -hmm. God has been working in our lives. And I, yeah. the one key, I think, to all this, going back to all that we've been talking about in the last couple episodes is uh, you'll be okay, but you have to obey. <laughs> mm. yeah. You'll be That's okay, <laughs> but you have to obey. And as we've come on this journey uh, of understanding Torah and implementing it into our lives and teaching it to our family, and developing our curriculum and things like this, that's been the thing that God has impressed upon our lives. And 
even to the point now that as we have adult children and they've come from, uh, you know, graduating from high school and going out into the workforce and things like this. And we've could, and with them coming to different points in their lives where they've had those choices they've had to make and they'll come back and mom and dad, this is what's going on. What do I do? And, and we're like, you, you'll be okay if you obey mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and things like Shabbat and well, thy boss says that I'm going to need to work on Saturday this week. And we're like, you need to go, to, what do you need to do? Well, I need to go tell him I can't work this. Well, you know, I might miss, lose my job. Well, this, God will provide. And they go and tell him that, oh yeah, that's fine. No problem at all. There's one where my son, mm-hmm. there, where he's working, he's an electrician's apprentice. He's an apprentice, lowest man on the mm-hmm. totem pole, you know, a couple of years in. And there was a training coming up. And they, they were like, we're going to do the training on Saturday because everybody can have that time off. And, and, he, and he's like, I, 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 what do I do? I'm really nervous because, you know, this is a required training by the state. And I don't know. And everybody's, they've got it all scheduled and they've already paid for it and everything. And we said, well, just pray about it and then go in and tell them what, what, that you can't do it. So he did that and he went in and said, I, I can't make it to this training. And this training was, it was necessary for them to keep working. Mm-hmm. as an apprentice. And he had told his boss and his boss goes, oh, okay, calls up the, he told us set the, the, the business managers, the business manager called up the boss and said, you know, he can't make it to this. And what do we do? And the boss says, oh, okay, well, we'll just, just, just cancel this, this whole uh, training and we'll reschedule it for Monday night for everybody in the whole company. And he rescheduled it because my son went in there and said he couldn't be there on Shabbat. Mm-hmm. Wow. And we've seen that our daughter in college, mm-hmm. our other son in his job, mm-hmm. and and so we've we've we see this over and over again that if we are willing to stand up for what's right and do what God says to do, He will provide the answers. And maybe you will lose a job. I mean, we've lost lots of jobs, mm-hmm. and but He always has a better plan to come out at the other end if we are willing yeah. to. Obey. Not a mediocre or a step down. No, oh, it's no. always better. Better yes. plan. Absolutely. That's neat. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Wow. You know, and one thing, speaking of which, so I, yeah, I say something like you say, you'll be okay if you, you just need to obey, or what was it again? You'll be okay if you obey. You'll be okay if you obey, and I always say exactly what you need, exactly when you need it. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's Absolutely. what he does. And that, he did that with you guys too, right? Because when you had this, you, you mentioned this launch party and everything, and I want people to get this idea because we talked about it before the episode. Mm-hmm. So not everybody has heard this piece, but we only have one minute left. But how much of this curriculum did you have ready at that launch party? <laughs> Two weeks. <laughs> Two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. yeah. And, and you're like, helped. by wow. faith, you know, stepping out in that first walk of faith. And for all those who are our original clients, thank you for having faith in us. And <laughs> she good. especially. But the is, father did it. The father did it. You can look back and say, that is, there's, we didn't do it. He did it. And he had everything ready. Wow. And, and he just sort of led you week by week. You had yeah. what you needed when yes. you needed it. We and, did. and the thing is crazy is at that point in time, the amount of work that was put into getting it to do that was amazing. And now we look back and we're like, 
now. If I we couldn't had to do, do that. It, I don't think we could <laughs> ever. Tired. We sometimes be over one at work. <laughs> right. How would we ever do that? You he know? did it. He did it. Right. And, Absolutely. Well, let's come back and talk more about this because this is, yeah. this is how life works, right? Whether you're creating a curriculum or whatever, there's some good lessons mm. to be learned here. And we're going to get get into the nitty gritty of your uh, curriculum next yes. week. So, all right. Thank so, thank you for joining us on Shabbat Night Live. We will be seeing you next week. Uh, Anne and Craig will be back here, and I hope you will be too. We're going to learn more about this Torah Observant Curriculum. It's amazing stuff. We've got a whole box of stuff we want to show you. So see you next week. Until then, Shabbat Shalom. Shalom.